Espionage never tasted so salty. We are the Spy Fi Guys, and this is Archer. Hello and welcome back to the Spy Fi Guys, where we cover spy fact, spy fiction, and everything in between. I'm Zach. And I'm Christian. And today we are back to our rerun summer where we've been covering TV shows. Last week was James Bond Jr. And this week we are back with a classic cartoon, Archer. It's been around for 12 seasons. And how many years? It's well, been... 12 years, presumably. No, there haven't been every year. Well, according to IMDb, it started in 2009 and it's 2022. And that's more than 12 years. Well, they're presumably in the season. A season is going to start this year, later this year, right? Mm-hmm. Unless it's finally ended. <laughs> no, um, it. I think it might have one more season at least. So you watched it? Have, mm-hmm. Did you watch it pretty like right when it started? Or yep, I was yeah. one of the people who got in early. I actually watched our episodes today on a DVD that I have of season oh, one. Oh wow! Okay. I think I also have a DVD of it, but I, I watch it on Hulu. Yeah, so I was really into it. I mm-hmm. quite liked it. I was definitely a fan, mm-hmm. but I have not watched everything. Eventually, ah. I gave up. As I think I watched everything. Have. I, I like I like some of the like the spinoffs or the like spinoff seasons, like Vice, and uh, not a big fan of the space one, but I liked Vice. I liked the one that was like in like adventurey thing, but I did also enjoy when all of the uh, coma season stopped and they brought him back to the real world actually i seem to recall you dressed up as cyril figgis for a spy museum party once didn't you yes that's correct (laughs) it's an easy costume to do i didn't do the gray hair or the glasses so really it was just a sweater vest and no i because i i think i still have it i made you like a an isis badge yes that was very (laughs) thoughtful of you So, yeah, like I said, I I really quite liked it. I just didn't have the stamina to hang in there the whole time. So today we will be covering two episodes from season one in Mm -hmm. 2009, early 2010. So I guess our question will be, does it hold up? (laughs) Uh, Interesting. So first episode we're going to do is Mohan, which is the pilot episode. Do we have the synopsis from IMDb? Yeah, let's just jump right in here. Archer goes to great lengths to cover up discrepancies in his ISIS expense account as he attempts to access the agency's mainframe computer. Cyril and Lana's Friday night dinner date is interrupted by work. Interesting. Okay, so that really sums it up pretty quickly. So we're introduced to Archer right off the bat. He is chained up in his boxers and seemingly being tortured. There's a golf cart battery, which he's being threatened to be shocked by, and... There's a guy in a Soviet-era looking uh, but his accent sort of slips from Russian to German. <laughs> so, okay. So I yeah. have seen these episodes a lot. Yeah. So what I was looking for here is things that I hadn't noticed before or that I had forgotten. And something that I hadn't noticed is that this is the break mm-hmm. room. You can see in the background there's vending machines. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I've never noticed that. That's pretty good. All right. Yeah. I guess they have a one-way mirror in their break room, which knowing the ISIS <laughs> personalities really makes a lot of sense. Now that I'm thinking about that, that's a one-way mirror from Mallory's office into the break room, which she would totally do. Yep, that is just classic her. Dropped right here. This is all a simulation. And Mallory, his mother, is the head of ISIS, which is the intelligence organization that Archer works for. Which has later been renamed. 
Yeah, well, not not even renamed. They just sort of. I like this in a later season. They just they have like a giant placard with the ISIS logo, and in the background, they're just sort of rolling it away, so they just don't have a name for the organization. Yeah, that totally works. I also like yeah. when he escapes, his chains just fall off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I had not also not noticed in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, we also find out that his codename is Duchess, which was given to him, supposedly assigned randomly, but is actually also the name of Mallory's dog. Yeah, so a lot of jokes in Archer keep coming back. And the first time you get told his codename is Duchess, it's not that funny. And uh-huh. then as it keeps coming up again and again and again, I think it's funnier because you forget and then they remind you. Interesting. Would you agree about that? I do, but you usually hate that kind of thing where they just say it so many times that it gets they try to it tries to be funny. Only if it's like in Austin Powers where it's like right next to each other when it's like boom 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 boom. When it's spaced out across many episodes, it can still get annoying, but it's more it's better. Interesting. All right, so we cut to credits. They are very James Bond inspired. There's jazzy music. I'll, ever since Doctor No, that whole dot like the dots moving. Mm-hmm. It's just been a like a shorthand for like a spy credit. So I like that it's used here. I like the way that it's incorporated here. Yeah, we talked about it when we did Dr. No, that it reminded us of Archer. Well, I said the other way around, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> because that Dr. No is what came first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After the credits, Archer wakes up next to a fr- French flight attendant and her dog. So there's a joke here where yeah. he says, then order breakfast. You're clearly into Greek get it and i was like no i don't get it is it like a is like a foul sex thing you don't want to tell me i have no idea you're just assuming that yeah that's fine i don't need to know that bad no also just for all of our audience right here if you're listening to this with your kids around turn it off (laughs) because this one the archer if you've never seen it pretty explicit though you should see it because it's a really good show i think but yeah so he throws the dog and the flight attendant out and meet Woodhouse, his butler. Apparently he has two rules in the apartment. There's only that the only two things not allowed in are dogs and Archer's mother. So further <laughs> setting up the uh, relationship between Archer and his mother. Is it explained why he hates dogs so much? Is it just no. leftover issues from his mom loving his dog? I think him? it's here for a throwaway joke just for that. And because mm-hmm. I feel like in future things we ever see him interact with another dog but he we see him interact with like other like other oh no there is an episode even in first season where he interacts with another dog and he's like thinks it's great so i think it's just here for a throwaway joke okay yeah but i'm not to be trusted am i (laughs) uh yeah so he goes into the isis out office which is hidden inside a dry cleaner he's a jerk to the guy who's actually running the dry cleaning uh business a jerk i thought you would call him out on this racism well, yes, it's I mean, it's bad. It's I, I didn't really want to dwell on it. No, that's fine. It's just I wonder Archer obviously has not changed. I wonder if I have changed with my <laughs> attitude towards him just being an asshole all the time to everybody mm-hmm. for no reason has become less and less endearing. endearing. Yeah, yeah. In, I, I think there's def- that's definitely some of that because, yeah, obviously he's not changed because we're what it's, you know, we're watching a, a video it's or frozen in time forever, yeah. like the picture mm-hmm. of Dorian Gray. <laughs> Your social acceptedness probably has changed. So I don't think you could get away with this now. Well, it's not just getting away with it. It's more like would people find that appealing? Yeah. Which I'll be honest, when I watched this first episode initially back in 2009, 
I wasn't sure how I felt about it. I was like, mm, I don't like some of these jokes, but I like the spy action. So I'm going to keep mm. watching and see how I like it and go yeah, from there. Well, it depends on the characters. And we'll get to it more later. When he deals it to people who can give it back to him, mm-hmm. like his mom or Lana, yeah. Yeah. it's it's better. But this guy yeah, really can't. He's got a lot of casual racism that has not aged well. And we'll mm. see some more of that in the next episode as well. Um, not to mention the gay stuff. Yeah. That's really bad. Yeah. Uh, so we meet Lana, who's his ex. She is understandably bitter at him after the breakup. She just dumps exposition because this is the first time we've ever seen her. Mm-hmm. And doesn't she say like all the years of cheating or something? Or maybe that's later. Mm, somewhere there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess my, my sort of thought is they've both been working overseas for a long time. They haven't seen each other in a while. And that's why this works. Sure. I, mean, I, didn't, co- I didn't really think about it. Well, if they're coworkers, they would see each other every day. Yeah. So then why would she be re- reiterating it? I guess I'm overthinking this a little. You are. You are. Because I, you need that exposition dump. And you need to do it as fast as you can just so that you can move on with the story. Yep. So she's currently dating Cyril, who's the ISIS comptroller. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Archer, as we said in the synopsis, has some serious discrepancies in his operations account. We were also introduced to Pam from HR, who apparently cannot keep a secret. And also mm-hmm. did a mediation between Archer and Lana about their relationship. <laughs> Next, we meet Cheryl, who is Mallory's secretary in the sort of like money penny vibe. Well, she is the most flanderized character on this entire show. Because <laughs> in this I first mean... episode, she's totally normal, except for the name thing, which really, by the way, whoever came with that name thing, that is not funny. What? Sorry. That her, her name just changes. That sometimes it's Carol and sometimes it's Cheryl. It's like, just what? Like, that's not even, that's not funny. I thought um, it was funny. You did? Okay, yeah. well, I'm, I'm glad it worked for you. I don't think it was funny. But yeah, so she seems totally normal here. And then even by the later in this season, which we'll get to later, she like goes nuts. Yeah. And gets even more crazy <laughs> as time goes uh-huh. by. Uh, and apparently Archer stood her up last night. Mm-hmm. So we walk into Mallory's office where Mallory seems to be pleasuring herself while on the phone, confronts Archer about the operations account, threatens to fire him if it's not sorted out by Monday. So Archer, realizing that, no, he's just spent all that money and there's no way he can actually sort this all out, figures out that what he needs to do instead is to break into the ISIS mainframe to doctor the account. Mm -hmm. First, he tries to just shoot the door to get into it, but it's bulletproof and those bullets bounce off off the door and off, around the building and hit Brett, who we haven't seen yet, but it's a running gag that he gets shot by Archer. Yeah, I like the part where Archer's threatening the door. Or he's threatening the camera. You don't know yeah. that it's the door until it's revealed. The line, you, on the other hand, have a bullet inside you. That was in the trailers. Uh-huh. Or I guess the commercials for the show. Uh, I didn't find it especially funny. Hmm. I thought it was, it, was, it was fine. He tries to call in a favor from Pam. Pretends that he's doing a mole hunt, and as a result, that needs to get into the mainframe. She rejects Pim. He tries to get Lana and Cyril to help. They both reject him, and he realizes that what he has to do is break in. Mm-hmm. So what we have next is a, probably my favorite part of the episode. It's a parody of like the part in the first Mission Impossible where they're planning how the heist needs to happen. He needs to go in from the roof, find the mainframe, and 
avoid all the countermeasures, which are pressure sensitive, sound sensitive, and a voice ID. So it's the exact same things. Well, no, I guess temperature. There was no sound one. Oh, no, there was a sound one in Mission Impossible. The temperature one was the additional one in Mission Impossible. But it yeah. plays out very much as a parody of that, which I liked. Yeah, I thought he was going to do the pose, but I guess <laughs> not. Yeah. They save that for another episode. So Archer asks Cheryl, who he's at lunch with at a Chinese restaurant, to turn off the security measures when she leaves work. He says no. There's a running gag about just the tip. Yeah, this is another part where his dickishness just hits <laughs> over 9,000 for no reason. So this one, it did the, do the nice comedic rule of three, though, because the first two are sex things, just the tip. And then the last one is the tr- him trying to get her to have some ice cream. She's like, will you pay for this? And then he uh, says, just the, just the tip. So yeah. Yeah, that one, it worked for me because of the, the twist okay. of the ice cream thing. But yes, he's also just a giant douche. Mm-hmm. So he breaks in later that night, wearing his turtleneck. Not called a tactile neck yet. Not yet. That's no. later. And so once he breaks in, he happens to catch Crenshaw going down the elevator. Crenshaw is the guy who was torturing him earlier that day. Mm-hmm. So Lana gets a call that there's a break in. While she and Cyril are have are about to have dinner, he's making a stir fry for Stir Friday. Yeah, that's a solid joke. So there's a couple things I had noticed here. Yeah. She says, your mom died in a fire. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's sort of a joke, but I just thought it was interesting. I did not notice that before. And then she makes a reference to all those years with Archer. This is they where were together. Like, yeah. yeah. Apparently for a while. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the whole mom thing is because Archer has serious mommy issues. Yeah, which the show kind of gives you the impression it's going to be more of a character thing with him. And it's it's not. I mean, not as much as I thought it would be. Oh, hmm. but that's more talking about the series as a whole rather than yeah. just one episode. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely there a lot because she has to go into the office to investigate this due to the, all the aforementioned trust issues. She doesn't trust Cyril to be alone in her apartment, so he has to leave, too. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so he drives her back to the office with the stir fry, like in the backseat. And he's like just eating in the car. Mm hmm. Uh, Archer calls Cyril, tricks him into saying his name so that he can get into the mainframe. Apparently very easy to trick. <laughs> yeah. Both also, easy to trick Cyril and the security system. Mm-hmm, yeah. But that gets lampshaded in the next bet. Yeah, where apparently the password for the mainframe is guest. <laughs> yeah. The only way it could have been worse if, is if the password was password. <laughs> yeah. Well, also with the um, Cyril's voice, that there's no two-factor yeah. authentication, that it's his voice, and then at least a password to get into the mainframe. Yeah. Well, I mean, even at this time, I don't think two-factor, like not 2009, was two-factor authentication really a big thing? Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Archer gets into the mainframe. He puts all of his expenses into Crenshaw's account. Yeah, he throws Crenshaw under the bus. Like, I understand he's creepy, but he's not revealed to be a bad guy yet. Yeah, it's just very coincidental that in the, in the very next bit, Crenshaw enters with a gun. I found out that his real name is Kremensky, and he's an actual mole. Even though Archer made up the mole, he told Pam, and because Pam's such a blabbermouth, now everyone thinks that there's a real mole. Yeah. So, so he says he needs to take $5,000 from Archer's account for travel expenses because this is a last-minute booking. <laughs> They're all last minute bookings <laughs> or something like that. I didn't remember yeah. that joke, yeah. so that was good. But it's not, it's last minute booking for two because he's going to bring Archer to the K- head of the KGB, mm-hmm. the world's most dangerous spy, apparently. Mm-hmm. 
So he leads Archer out, but Lana finds him them. So when Lana walks towards them, I hadn't noticed this, and I think yeah. they got rid of it in later episodes, but her walk is like an exaggerated sexy walk. Yeah, Did you notice that? Is. Where mm-hmm. she like is like throwing her hips out? Mm-hmm. I don't think I had ever noticed that in other episodes. When Lana shows up, her and Archer get into an argument. Archer calls her baby crazy. They yeah. get distracted by this whole giant argument, and Crenshaw gets away. So something else I had noticed about this, there's a part where she, where Lana says to him, I like Cyril because he's not dragging around a 35-year-old umbilical, umbilical cord, cord. <laughs> which means Archer is 35. I always thought no. he was younger than that. I thought he was yeah. more like 25. No, he's got to be... Uh... Because like obviously he acts like a man child a lot. That's part yeah. of his appeal. Uh-huh. But even so, <laughs> I never really thought about it. But um... I mean, like I guess with all of his history and stuff, like how yeah, old? I guess James be. Bond is thirty five. At least he's usually older than that. Yeah, so that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just because Archer is so immature. <laughs> That's why I thought he was younger. <laughs> Fair enough. So Crenshaw gets downstairs, takes Mallory at gunpoint. Archer grabs Lana in a Mexican standoff, which makes no sense, as Crenshaw points out. It's funny, though. (laughs) Yeah. Crenshaw says, you know, to Archer to picture his mother dead. Lana, who he's still holding at gunpoint, says, what's what is wrong with you? You have an erection now? I have one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Archer uses that distraction to shoot Crenshaw. Back upstairs, Cyril sees that Crenshaw stole $50,000 from Archer's account and assumes that he's been doing it all along. And then Mallory wonders how they could have a mole without her knowing, because it turns out that her phone sex partner is the head of the KGB. As soon as I saw this KGB guy, I got annoyed. I never liked him. (laughs) I never Uh, found him funny. I I found he thought he was really annoying. I liked him, but... uh, He was just in it, like, way too much. (laughs) But I, I did like his joke. Who are you, comrade? Yeah. Question. That was funny. <laughs> one of my one of my quotes. But Sorry. with that, our episode ends. Well, the the only last thing I have to uh-huh. observe is there's no Ray. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Not yet. He shows mm-hmm. up later, and then Lana sticks up for Cyril at one point. Hmm. And in, uh, in one of the earlier scenes, which was which was nice. All right. Uh, should we go to our spy fact versus spy fiction? Uh, yeah, so there's a part where they talk about Duchess uh-huh. and how Duchess died from eating chocolate. Oh. And I had always heard, and sorry yes. if this is triggering for dog owners, I had always heard that a dog needs to eat its body weight in chocolate in order to actually oh, it's die. Much less, but it's that much is less not that. the case. Yeah. The doses that are lethal for dogs are any between 60 milligrams per kilogram. Mm-hmm. I guess milligrams of chocolate per kilogram of dog yep. to 200 milligrams per kilogram at 20. The dog will have signs of mild intoxication and 40 and above would be considered severe intoxication and seizures could occur. So yeah, so it's be careful not, with that chocolate. Yeah, it's not a lot. All right. So I've got so speaking of the KGB, mm-hmm. so KGB, um, oof, can KG I pronounce beast. this? The <laughs> KGB beast. Committed Gosudatoveni Bezo Pastozny or the Committee for State Security. And apologies to any Russian listeners we have out there for my pronunciation. Mm-hmm. But it is the one of many uh, agencies, similar agencies. Its pre- pre- predecessors include the uh, GPU, OGPU, NKGB, NKVD, and the MGB. The show is set in 
presumably present day of 2009. The KGB was dissolved in 1991 and was succeeded by the SVR and the FSB. Mm -hmm. Archer takes place in a weird universe, like we mentioned last week or alluded to, where the the Soviet Union still exists. Mm. Well, it's the Soviet Union or at least the KGB? It's both. Okay. Yeah. Seemingly, at least. It's it's unclear. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. That's all I've got. You have any favorite quotes? Uh, yeah, I already took one. So why don't you go first? <laughs> all right. I'll get a few. I mean, some of these are just like the classic recurring lines. Uh, Do you mm-hmm. want ants? Because that's how you get ants. And mm-hmm. the can't or won't. Uh, also, yeah. Who are you? Comrade question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and lastly, just from Archer. Holy shit. Our security is atrocious. Like, seriously, really bad. <laughs> Like I said, I've seen this episode so much that I, I like the ones that I didn't remember uh-huh. that made, made me laugh. I did like the exchange about Whore Island. That's not a real place. <laughs> right, right in the beginning, the interrogator says, do you think this is a game? And he says, I think Jenga's a game. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, yeah. But yeah, that caught me off guard. And then one I really liked is that at the end, during the Mexican standoff, when Crenshaw grabs Mallory, and he's like, Aah! also, you guys should all be nicer to Pam. <laughs> Alana says, I'm nice to Pam, and Cyril <laughs> says, to her face. <laughs> the writing on Archer is really strong, in the early seasons especially, but yeah. it, it hangs in there. So, All right, so before we move on to our next episode, we're going to do ratings on a scale of 1 to 10 martinis, 1 being Avengers 1997, and 10 being even better than Taken. So how do we rate the pilot, Mole Hunt? I can go first, as I said. Sure. So th- it's hard to rate these, because I've seen them so much. Mm-hmm that the jokes don't don't hit quite as hard it's still archer early archer is still really good but i didn't quite enjoy this one as much as some other archer ones there's no krieger there's no mm-hmm. ray and Actually, not everything is... is in it briefly well, okay there's barely any uh, <laughs> so i think i'm going to give this six and a half martinis okay this is probably one of my least favorite episodes of Archer. I really just don't like the pilot. I think he's more of a... It's it's also the pilot, so I think mm-hmm. they... Pilots are tough. Yeah, they don't always portray the rest of the series, which is another reason why when we're doing these uh, TV shows, we always go for the pilot and another episode, so we're not just stuck on that first episode. Mm-hmm. So we have a better impression of the whole series. But it's, yeah, it's one of my least favorite of the series. It's yeah, I think Archer is more of a jerk in this first episode, more of an asshole, really, than in some other episodes. And mm. like some, there's also some <laughs> bothers me a little bit. That sometimes the character models are a tiny bit off. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, well, and also, the, I mean, especially comparing this to later seasons, the animations improved drastically. But that didn't really bother me for the other episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, so I'm just gonna give it. I think a five out of ten. It was fine. It's still funny, but it's not the best. And it's never really been one of my favorite episodes. All right. So there's one last thing I wanted to mention that I missed during our recap, which was mm-hmm. there's a part where an archer first comes in where he pokes his head into the control room mm-hmm. and the Hobbit is there. We know more about Go him up. later. Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy who is modeled on the character designer in real life. And then there's an exact carbon copy of him right next to him. There, oh, there's two hobbits. Really? Yeah. That's pretty interesting. I never would have noticed that. All right. Um, shall we move on to our second episode, which is... Our second episode is season one, episode seven, called Sky Tannic. 
Here is the IMDb plot summary. When a bomb threat jeopardizes the maiden voyage of the luxury airship Excelsior, Archer and the ISIS crew must battle the clock and each other to avert disaster. Yeah, so we start with a promo video for the airship's Excelsior, where they'll be flying in safety and style. And they go through all this about how it's not like the Hindenburg field with hydrogen, it's filled with natural safe helium. Yeah, it looks like something out of the Fallout games, and <laughs> they keep reiterating that it's safe, yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, we cut back to um, ISIS headquarters. We have Captain Lammers there, who is mm-hmm. the captain of the ship. Apparently a bomb threat has been called in, ISIS is going to investigate, and Mallory will oversee in what she presumes is a one of their finest suites. Mm-hmm. There's a quote here. This is not one of my favorite ones. I just think it's interesting. It says, yeah. "ISIS won't let terrorists bomb your airship," which is it's just funny that it's ISIS mm-hmm. versus terrorists. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and with this, Archer and Lana will have to share a cabin because there's they are pretty much sold out. In fact, they have to bump off Trudy Beekman so that Mallory can have her suite. Yeah, I remember Trudy Beekman from my first time through the series. Yes. And we get the well, not not the first, but one of many Danger Zone references. Yeah, was this the first time? Yeah. They... On the airship, Cyril has come to drop Lana off, where Archer is in their very tiny room, just in his boxers. And we see Cheryl and Pam bringing uh, Mallory's boards Mallory's bags on board. On the bridge, they try to work out who might have planted the bomb. Archer suspects Lieutenant Krauss, who's a German with an eye patch. Yeah, and a very uh, not an eye patch and a very suspicious demeanor. (laughs) Yeah. And Captain Lammers and him were both up for the command, but uh, Lammers won. Mm. And Lana says that gives a motive. Mm -hmm. So the Excelsior takes off, and Pam, Cyril, and Cheryl are still on board. We find out apparently Cyril cheated on Lana with Cheryl, and Cheryl knows that Cyril doesn't trust Lana, so he would sneak on the plane, and so Cheryl decided to sneak on and bring Pam as well. So this whole thing about Cyril having trust issues is an interesting contrast from Lana having trust issues in the last episode we watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, the, uh, he didn't seem to have any trust issues mm-hmm. in that first pilot, so that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Well, I guess hanging around the ISIS crew is already <laughs> causing him to fall from grace. He's already cheating on his girl, and it's yeah. just going to get worse from there. So in one of the main areas of the airship, Captain Lammers tells Lon and Archer that any incident on their maiden voyage will kill the stock price, so he asks them to be discreet. Archer's still not getting the helium part, so he like slaps a, c- a cigar out of a man's mouth. Physical comedy holds up great. I still really <laughs> thought that was funny. There's also a part where someone says that Lana has 12 years of experience as a secret agent or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting too. Mm-hmm. So if she's around Archer's age, she and actually we see this later in the series that she got recruited basically right out of college. So yeah, there you go. That yeah. holds up. Archer also profiles a bearded man in a turban. It turns out he is Sandu Singh, the billionaire investor. He's actually the majority shareholder, so he'd lose millions if anything happened to the airship. Yeah, but Archer will not be deterred. He's like, it's the perfect cover. Yep. Also, we find out that the crossing will take 24 hours, Mm -hmm. which is 
you know, multitudes longer than it's you longer would on than airplane. any or any cruise ship. Like I kind of understand. I've done mm. cruises. Like I understand the concept of having a cruise ship in the air. I it's don't think it's so a cruise weird. Ship. Yeah, but then you end up on the other side of the Atlantic. You don't end up back where you started. Right. That's a bit of yeah. a problem. Yeah. Cheryl threatens to tell Lana about Cyril cheating unless he has sex with her and Pam is just there watching. Cheryl is motivated because she wants to get back at Archer. Right. Oh, yeah, that was a, the other has thing. a candle yeah. for him. Yeah. So later, Cyril catches Archer and Lana in a very suspicious scenario where Archer is apparently just air drying his junk. <laughs> well, and, and Lana's, Lana's in her underwear for no reason. Yeah, that I think they were supposed to be changing to be for dinner, but you know, there's no privacy in their tiny. Uh, well, you said you've been on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is about the size of the room that I had on on mine, so this checks out. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was tiny. Well, I, I got to say, characters gratuitously in their underwear isn't quite as embarrassing in cartoon form as it is oh. in live action form. This is reminded, it well, this reminded me of the infamous scene in Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, yeah. Right, where Alice Eve is in her underwear for no reason and uh-huh. a generation of fans face palmed. See, this being a James Bond parody, though, it makes sense. Whereas, yeah, in Into Darkness, that made no sense at all whatsoever. Right. Anyways. But as Cyril catches him in that scenario, apparently he was going to tell Lana about Cheryl, but instead just runs away. Yeah, and this is what I was getting with the whole who has trust issues. Apparently they both have trust issues. And then I think Lana is like, oh my gosh, Cyril is so clingy. Like, he can't trust me. I can't deal with this. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's only eight episodes ago. (laughs) Well, apparently a lot happened in those eight episodes. Mm. Actually, I don't remember. Well, actually, no, I think the very next one, Training Day after the pilot, is about Archer ta- taking Ciro under his wing and teaching him to be more like him, basically. So I think that started everything. <laughs> He's a bad influence that Archer yeah, has. Yeah. So later that night, Lammers asks Mallory, Archer, and Lana if they found anything. They found absolutely nothing. Archer, still not getting the helium thing. <laughs> I forget what he does at this point, but I just have that in my notes. I think he like, s- slaps the same guy. <laughs> Yeah, I am more slapping. Yeah. So he plays Baccarat with Sandu Singh, but apparently doesn't have any money. So Singh says he'll play in exchange for a night with Lana. And of course, Archer very promptly loses when Sandu Singh gets a natural nine. So he tells him, all right, I will expect her in the Von Zeppelin suite in the hour. Yeah, I don't know whether this is racism or Orientalism or xenophobia or what. All <laughs> with of these the writers. They did at least not make him the actual villain or person who's bombing it, but that's yeah. a very low bar. Yeah, but ha- having him bet on sex with another man's wife in a game is not a whole lot better. Yeah. So Archer tells Lana about this and says that she needs to go because he says that Singh very strongly hinted that he knew about the bomb. Well, um, this is almost like scary. Like he tells her to go to his room, but doesn't explain what's going to happen or what. Is he, he not? I, I no. presume that he. Okay. She doesn't. Oh, does it? Because oh. she would have like lost her mind if he had told her. Yeah, so he but later doesn't. on we see it happening, so maybe she knew. She seems not to be freaked out about it. It's still messed up. Don't all, wrong. all those years with Archer, I think she knows to expect just about anything. Yeah, and also Mallory is uh, just trying to get rid of both of them. She says that they're ruining her trip. Yeah. So Archer goes looking for Cyril, finds Krauss coming out of the cargo hold, and Krauss 
says, oh, if you're looking for him, check the Kaiser Wilhelm suite. Mm-hmm. Cyril finds Archer, and apparently he's wearing Mallory's robe. And <laughs> he tells Cyril to go find Lana in the Led Zeppelin suite. This is like a old sitcom where everyone's running around and they're not dressed and running in and out of different rooms. And Archer goes into the cargo hold to, f- to see what uh, was going on there. So Cyril prepping what he is about to say to Lana as like does the bait and switch where it looks like he's saying it to Lana, but he's actually saying it to a closed door. And mm. as he's about to say it, he knocks on the door. She opens the door just in her lingerie mm. with Sing, you know, half naked in the background. Mm-hmm. And Cyril runs off again. Yeah. Ma- Mallory and Pam find Cheryl naked and unconscious. Uh, yeah, this is around here. Pam tries to kill Cheryl, but it doesn't work. Yeah, well, yeah, just, apparently, yeah. She I was, don't Cheryl remember was freaking that. out, <laughs> so she had to drown her in the tub. Perhaps but not drowning not successful or successfully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is very surprising. I thought it took Pam longer to degenerate into the no, rest of them. Not long. It was already started. <laughs> okay. Lana comes by looking for Cyril. Mallory reveals that she's the one who called in the bomb threat to get her neighbor Trudy Beekman bumped off the flight. Which is Lana... still really good. <laughs> Lana calls Archer to tell him that there's no bomb. And Archer says, well, that's ironic because, hey, what am I looking at? It's a bomb. Mm-hmm. Lana runs to the cargo hold and on the way runs into Archer because he says that he has to change into his turtleneck because he's not going to be defusing a bomb in his tuxedo. That's great. <laughs> Lana brings Kraus to the cargo bay, and he says that he doesn't actually know anything about it. We find out that the, how, how he got his scar. He was saving a, a, gir, a girl from a bunch of skinheads. A, a Jewish girl from oh, a bunch right, of skinheads. That's right, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, now don't you feel bad? But then it's immediately <laughs> shot before he can explain how to disarm the bomb. Yeah, and it looks like Archer shot him, but it's actually Captain Lammers, who's got a parachute on. Yeah, Captain Lammers explains that he knew the whole thing was going to fail, so he shorted the stock. Yep. Now, that is not a term I would have known in 2009. I would have, because it was in Casino Royale. Okay. That was Le Chief's whole plot for the first half of the movie, is he shorts the stocks for the new plane and then bombs the plane. So, hey, there you go. Well, now, of course, the big short and so on. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's something we may not understand it, but we've certainly heard it before. Yeah. So, apparently... The company told him to keep his 401k in the company stock, and that just went terribly. Mm-hmm. So he jumps out of the plane, and this is where we are introduced to Ray. Lana calls Ray, who is wearing his crisis vest. Do you feel like Ray's voice is like it's more a little effeminate? It, well, it's just different from what it was, mm. or what it became to be later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little, it's a, yeah, it's a little off, and it's probably due to this being the first time we meet Ray. Mm-hmm. He's able to identify the what type of bomb that they have on bit with the NATO phonetic alphabet. Okay, so this scene, I'm sorry to nitpick. <laughs> oh, here we go. Like, I understand it's a cartoon, but Archer's writing is so tight. It's some of the tightest I've ever seen on TV. And? They remember things from seasons ago, and they bring all it right. back. So this scene doesn't really work, because first of all, they have a video phone. And? Why can't they just show Ray what they're looking at? 2009. Mm-hmm. How good was your video phone? Well, I the, remember the point mine is was not great. They have one. And it, then also... You, you would not be able to read on it. 
Okay. Well, no, not reading, but like the part where they have the wires, the blue wire and the white stripes and the white. Yeah. Wire even blue still stripes. in 2009, you would not be able to tell which one's a blue with a white or with white stripes and white with blue stripes. Okay. Smart guy. Okay. Explain this then. Okay. The classic line M as in Mancy. Yes. Right. Archer says M as in Mancy. Yeah. And then later he's like, yeah, M as in Mancy and Lana and Ray both say what? But Lana was standing there. She would have heard him say it the first time. Well, she also probably presumed that he said Anna as in Nancy. Like she just wasn't paying close enough attention? Yeah. If you heard someone say Anna as in Nancy, would you actually really think, and you weren't paying attention, would you really think they said Anna as in Nancy, or would you assume they said Anna as in Nancy? I like to think Lana's smarter than me. Yeah, but... Yeah. It, it works for the joke. It's a great joke. It's a classic Archer joke. So, yeah. anyway, so they do what Ray tells them to, but timer speeds up because Archer said M as in Nancy instead of N as in Nancy. Mm-hmm. In her sheer annoyance with Archer, she shoots him in the foot, <laughs> which means he can't help push the bomb off mm-hmm. later. Right. So Ray suggests pushing the bomb off the blimp. She can't do it alone. Cyril comes for, to help her. Still dressed in Mallory's robe, they push the bomb off of the plane and, and they're all gonna make it get it yeah. we're gonna make it their relationship is gonna make it no hooray for metaphors yeah thanks archer for explaining it um i actually did like how archer was not the one to save the day for mm-hmm. a change the universe doesn't revolve around him yeah. also so cyril says that you know that they've got a lot to talk about starting with the fact that they may have just bombed ireland yeah and with that the episode ends all right. So for spy fact versus fiction, helium yep. is not flammable. <laughs> yes. So that was correct. What part of this are you not getting? <laughs> Obviously the core concept. All right. I have a few things. So okay. a rigid airship is a type of airship or dirigible in which the envelope is supported by an internal framework rather than being kept in shape by the pressure of lifting gas within the envelope, as in blimps. Also or a high air balloon. Yeah. yeah. The last modern airship was built and designed in the 1960s. The last one that was reported to, <laughs> to exist was in the Trenton Robbinsville Airport in New Jersey. It's not sure, known whether it still exists almost af- after almost 50 years. Mm-hmm. There is a company uh, known as World Aeros Corp, which as of 2013 was developing an aircraft which is a rigid airship with a number of innovative features. And the company received $60 million from the DOD to develop the concept, resulting in a prototype named Dragon Dream, which underwent system tests and tethered flights in late 2013. The prototype was subsequently damaged when part of the roof at the hangar of the former Marine Corps Air Station in Tustin collapsed onto it. Oh, geez. And there's been no word since 2013 on it. Other thing I have is Baccarat, which okay. we've talked about a little bit. We've talked about before, um, but as a reminder to, to any of our listeners who did not listen to our Casino Royale or uh, probably in Doctor No as well, it's played similarly to Blackjack, except you're, when you're adding up your cards, you only count the last digit. So if you had 11, it would actually be one, or if you had 14, you would have four. Um, mm. And the highest number. And the car solution, which beats everything else, is a nine, which is what <laughs> Mr. Singh gets. Lastly, the NATO phonetic alphabet. Uh-huh. It's the widely, uh, most widely used radio telephone spelling alphabet. 
to create the code of a series of international agencies assigned 26 code words acrophonically to the letters of the English alphabet so that the names for letters and numbers would be as distinct as possible to be easily understood. So yeah, so examples are A as in Alpha, B as in Bravo, S as in Sierra, T as in Tango. Hmm, I didn't know U was uniform. Interesting. But yeah, stuff like that. So M does not actually be Mansi. No, M be Mike. All right, and that's what I got for Spy Fact versus Fiction. All right, now it's time for our favorite quotes. Again, the dialogue goes fast. It crackles. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you mind if I go first? Go ahead. I've got, technically, it's a rigid airship. <laughs> also, hooray for metaphors. Mm. And what part of you, this are you not getting? Well, obviously, the core concept. And finally, I had to throw it in there. M, as in Mansi. <laughs> you Is of he, all people. Yeah, so you like the classic, the ones. I do, yeah. The ones we remember, yeah. Yeah. All right, what do you got? The ones that I did not remember Okay. are the ones that appeal to me. So Archer slaps a guy, and then he says, that's one of our biggest investors. He says, not after that. <laughs> Cyril shows up dressed as the orderly. Mm-hmm. Oh, at the you door. and your Commodore's band? Yeah, Archer's like, are you late to rehearsal with your Commodore's tribute band? That, that's that, yeah. <laughs> that was great. And then towards the end, when Lana's pointing her gun at Archer because she's pissed off, he says, Lana, be careful, Jesus, the helium! <laughs> I did enjoy that, yeah. No, that was, that was quite good. Okay. okay, so now it is time for our ratings on a scale of 1 to 10 martinis, 1 being the Avengers 1997, and 10 being better than taken. How would we rate Skytanic? Uh, um, I can go first again. Sure. Yeah, th- this was good. The whole subplot with Cheryl and the choking and, and the the nudity, it, it didn't super appeal to me. But there are a lot of a lot of good jokes. I did like this more than the pilot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it slightly higher. I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. All right, and I will also give it a seven out of ten. I really like this episode. I think it's much better than the pilot. Archer is a jerk still, but it's not as bad here. And also, mm. he definitely gets his comeuppance, like getting shot in the foot. So That's and, true. Yeah. And I like just I, <laughs> the tropes of Bond are parodied here, like playing Bakran and winning, but except he loses. And a bit of more of yeah, the like James Bond uh, feel with like casinos and tuxedos and fancy things. So I like yep. that. And I'll just... I'll, <laughs> I like the idea of just the airship as a mode of transportation. Um, I actually have a <laughs> fun story about airships. Oh, yeah? Yeah, a long time ago when I was at like a, some uh, some reception for something, I was seated mm-hmm. next to a, uh, a state senator who was telling me about this whole this idea that someone pitched to him about these airships that would go in between the islands as a substitute for, okay. <laughs> for planes. And... He was going on and on about this. And I was like, hmm, that sounds really interesting. And then I never heard a single thing about it. So it never happened. But it would have been really cool. But yeah, so anytime I watch this episode, I think about just that random conversation I had with a state senator about airships. (laughs) Nice. And I think this was predated this episode. No, it would have been around that time, actually. So I just always think about that. (laughs) Do we have anything else to say about Archer just in general, the show? Like, I... In, like I think we mentioned at the top that you haven't caught up with all the other seasons. I've been watching them, all of them. It, maybe not right when they release, but shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. I like all of them. There are some lows, some highs, but you know, it's still 
pretty enjoyable show in my opinion. I am very curious how this the next season I don't it will be because uh, Jessica Walters, who played Mallory, has passed on. The voice actor for Woodhouse did pass on a few seasons ago, so they but they managed to you know get go through without him. Yeah, I'm very curious how they what, what they do with Mallory. Yeah, that's fine. I I just felt like I had gotten what the show was trying to say and didn't feel the need to see anymore. But that's my preference. So fair enough. All good. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. As always, you can find us on social media at the SpyFi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, I'm Christian. And I'm Zach. And we are the SpyFi Guys signing off. Thank you for listening to the SpyFi Guys. If you enjoyed our podcast, please be sure to give us a five star rating on iTunes. The theme song from this podcast is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin MacLeod from Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Films, books, and television shows reviewed by our podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. This is a personal podcast. Any views, statements, or opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the participants. They do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the participants may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. You can find our podcast on social media at The Spy Fi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.